Welcome to Season 5, Episode 2 of the Golf Life Alberta Podcast. I am your host, Leah Sneffen, and we have a fun show for you today. But first, can we talk about that huge announcement this morning? Calgary is going to be hosting the CP Canadian Women's Open next summer at Earl Grey, July 22nd to 28th. What an awesome opportunity. I went back in 2016 when it was at Prittis Greens, which as you guys know, is like my version of heaven on earth. And it was so special. It was just awesome to see how unreal these ladies are in person. Um, so highly recommend going. Um, I'm going to keep an eye out for volunteer information as it becomes available, but I am just so excited about this. So um, let's lock down those dates for next year. On today's show, we're going to be recognizing the junior of the month. And then I'm actually going to do a special podcast just for International Women's Day. So I'm going to leave the February girl and also put the March girl um, junior of the month on that podcast. So today we're just going to have one. And we also chat with Paul and Wade and Ryan from Village Sports and Forge Golf. And we re- reveal a fun fact about Ryan. And then we've got Chris and Sam from the PGA of Alberta board to chat with us about the first consumer golf show happening in Calgary in four years. Coming up in just a few weeks, not even, less than that. Uh, lots to cover, so let's get started. Uh, first up, we have... The junior, probably the first junior that I really got to know from the kids' first junior event. Um, not only does he have an impressive resume, it seems the apples certainly didn't fall far from the tree. The junior golfer of the month is sponsored by Kevin Stevens in Scotia Wealth Management's Red Deer office. Kevin Stevens is a wealth advisor with Scotia Wealth Management and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Uh, let's have a listen to the Derek's Tate Brigaman. And Tate, thanks for being on the podcast today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm happy to be here. So can you tell the listeners your age, where you live, and let's say if you have any nicknames. 16 years old. I live in Edmonton. Don't really have any nicknames. Nothing that really jumps out at me. So Tate, how did you get into golf and how old were you? I had a plastic club in my hand. Like I have a baby picture from when I was like 16 months old. Um, My whole family plays golf. My dad was a very good golfer, still is pretty competitive. My mom was decent. Um, All my grandparents play golf and it's just kind of what I grew up doing at family outings. And my dad would play three, four days a week and go out with him or go to the golf course and go to the range. So I was always in golf camps growing up and I played lots of sports growing up, but golf was always kind of the main thing. And when I was like six, seven, eight is when I really started to probably like golf more than the other ones. That's actually pretty young compared to some, some people haven't even picked up a club yet at that age. So one of the other questions, sorry, that I totally forgot to ask you was your home course, but I'm going to touch on that because you mentioned your dad and on the tour last year, we actually played at the Derrick and I stayed after for some drinks and I'm walking down the hallway to go to the washroom and I see your dad's name on all these plaques as the club champion. So you've been at the Derrick your whole life then? Yeah, I've been at the Derrick my whole life. Like my mom's side of the family joined in 1980 and my dad's side joined in like 82. So it's just kind of, it's our place and it's where we go and we all hang out there. And my dad won the club championship in 2003 and 2009. And my mom won the club championship in like 1991 or two. She's a That's different awesome. golfer now. She's not quite, not quite the same as she was then, but yeah. And your sister has already gone down to the States as well, right? 
Yeah, she's playing um, Div 1 Golf University of Idaho. Um, they're playing this weekend in Grand Canyon in Phoenix. My parents are over there watching, and she won, I think, the, the Junior Club Championship at the Derrick a few years ago um, as well. Have you won the club champion, the junior club championship there? I'm gonna I did. It. I just, I just won. I haven't, I've played in it only like twice just because of my schedule being so busy. Um, but I won it this past year in 2022. Nice. And, um, how old, if you remember, how old were you when you started playing in actual like tournaments? I played my first tournament. I think I played was, I was like seven. Um, and I played the Edmonton junior at the Mayfair. Um, I think I shot 84 on like my first set of nine holes. That probably slowed the course down a little bit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you shot 84 over 18 when you were seven. No, that like, would have been cow. But no, no I was, and then I shot like 85 the next day. So wasn't a great show, but it was fun. Yeah, that's the most important part, right? Uh, now, I remember the first time I saw you was actually Tyler's first tournament too. And you two went head to head. Gosh, that was that the U13. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that sounds right. The U13 in yeah. like 2019, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. Yeah. And it was funny because I, of course, you were very much the first junior golfer I think I ever got to know just because two of you were at it that day. Yeah. <laughs> so that, was, that, a that was a fun, yeah, that was a really fun tournament to watch. And just watching you two kind of battle it out your year apart. So you're not always against each other in those tournaments, but yeah, it's, it's cool for me to, to do this with you because you were the first one that I really got to know on the junior scene outside of my own. So, um, what are your goals for your future in golf? I'm sure they're pretty similar to everyone that we talk to. Um, I mean, I'd like to play college golf, preferably div one. Um, and then from there, uh, I kind of, I live for golf. That's why I wake up in the morning. So I'd, I'd like to, to see myself playing professional golf and working my way towards PJ tour. I mean, it's obviously a long shot, but, um, I, I think, um, no matter what, I'm going to at least give myself a few years of professional golf and kind of working in my golf game after, after college for sure. So that's yeah, where I absolutely. see myself. What would you say is the strongest part of your game? I'd say, I hit it pretty straight. I don't hit it crazy long. I don't hit it short, but I got pretty good control of my ball flight. And especially this past kind of year, and I don't lose a lot of golf balls. I have lots of days where I hit 14 or 15 greens and 10 or 11 fairways. And I can kind of float my way around the golf course without doing much. So as, as my higher handicappers in my tour call it, you're a boring golfer. You play boring golf. <laughs> boring golf. I've learned is good golf though. It is. Yeah. That's what I try and tell people. I'm like, boy, I doesn't have call to be me exciting. a boring golfer all day. Totally. Yeah. Just make a couple of putts here and there. And next thing you know, you shoot a pretty good score. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to like bump a hook it out of the woods. Right. In no. order to win a tournament. <laughs> what do you say you love the most about golf? Why, why golf? <sighs> I think, and I think I've really found this in the past few months. It's like, especially in a tournament, but in a regular round too, it's like the euphoria of when you were working and you're fighting so hard and you're fighting so hard out there and you walk off 18 and like, you have that like sigh of relief after just shooting like a really good score. And it's like that feeling that you have, like kind of high you can get off the game. That's what I love most about it. It's just that the feeling it gives you when you play well. Yeah. I totally, I, I get it. And I bet you everyone listening has had, I mean, those rounds don't always happen, especially for us no. higher handicappers, but like everyone knows what you mean about that, that high that you feel for sure. What would you say is your best memory on the golf course, whether it's a tournament, a win or a family round? 
Um, so like in 2021, um, it was August or September, but me and three of my friends were playing at the 18th hole at the Mayfair and, um, match was like, call it all tied. And it was best ball. Um, and I was partners with, uh, Braden O'Grady and he started off by holding out from the green side, right bunker to like this kind of front tournament champion style left in so he held out for three and then the other guy who was in our group he had kind of made a mess but then he chipped in across the green for par like on this kind of 40 foot bump and run and he made that and then the other kid we were playing with Blake Reimer he needed to make a three to tie Braden and he made it from like 25 feet kind of across green um and then my putt I mean it mattered to me but it didn't matter to anybody else the threes had been made I made this nice, like just about a 10 footer up the hill, but in front of like a patio of like 50 packed people on this gorgeous day. So like, it was just kind of like, kind of like a crazy moment because balls were just going in from everywhere. And that's my most recent kind of really fun memory on the golf course. I love that. That's, that's like, that's the stuff you dream of, right? Like a full yeah. patio watching and everyone's holding stuff up. Stuff that shouldn't step. happen. These shots have no business going in and they just start going. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what would you say is the accomplishment that you're most proud of in golf so far? I don't know if there's a certain tournament or anything that like jumps out at me, but I would say my kind of ability to, if I look over the years at my tournaments, I always seem to play a little bit better the last day, especially in a three in three to four round tournaments. I seem to have that ability to kind of hover the first couple of days. And then whether it's coming back or sh just shooting a better score the last day, I like how I'm able to kind of learn from my mistakes and instead of kind of get down on myself, like kind of motivate myself. And I had like this summer, I had a couple, I had in two AJJs I played and I shot 67 and 69 the last day after kind of playing so-so the first couple of days. And that really kind of um, launched me forward. And then I played really bad the first couple of days at the uh, Team Canada Next Gen Selection Camp, but I shot uh, 67 the last day. And that was kind of like, I was pretty proud of myself walking out the green. You know, I wasn't going to make the team by any means, but I was, I could, didn't give up. And I, the flight home was a lot better having shot 67 than having shot another score in the mid seventies. So I would say I was pretty proud of my, my ability to kind of come back the last day. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think even getting the invite to that totally. selection camp is a huge accomplishment too, because there was really, what, there's three of you, I think from Alberta. Yeah. Three of us from Alberta. Yeah. So, I mean, that's incredible. So awesome. All right. We're going to move into some rapid fire questions. Okay. Get to know Tate on a, on a more personal level. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Who is your favorite professional golfer? Morgan Pressel. Okay. I was not expecting that one. Why? I got to know. Um, well, when I was, we've been coming to the, like the dinosaur, the ANA for years at Mission Hills and uh, Rancho Mirage, always at spring break. And when I was five or six, me and my sister, we were walking. I don't know why exactly, but she invited us inside the ropes for three or four holes. And um, we, you know, kind of walked and talked to her. And I um, I hit a putt. She got, gave me this putter that was right-handed and about the size of me. And I hit this like 20-foot putt and I made it. Um, and I have like a picture with her after the round. But then I came back for literally the next eight years. And I walked with her always in the pro-am. Um, and I help her pick up, I help pick up the amateurs balls. And then in 2000, 
and like 17 or 18 we got an opportunity to walk inside the ropes like so i walked inside the ropes i think round one um with her and she might have been playing with lexi thompson and she's just goes out of her way she's the nicest person she dms me on instagram every now and then and she's posted with me a few times on her own instagram and she's just a super super nice person and a very fun person to be around and she was in her office but she made me made me and my sister feel very welcome for a long time that is an amazing story i'm glad i elaborated on that one wow cool okay favorite major masters i think just yeah. too much history and kind of it's a very fun week of the year and it's got a certain elegance that i would say the other three don't have at least in my opinion yeah i completely agree what is your favorite golf course in alberta favorite golf course in alberta um, I would say Cole Creek. It's, um, you know, just the surrounds. It might not be the, the fanciest or the nicest place in the world, but it's a super, super kind of hidden gem and it's unique. And the greens are always rolling pretty fast there and they keep the golf course in very good condition. And I've always enjoyed going out there for a day trip or whatever, once a year to play. And it's kind of a fun, a fun change from what we play inside the city. Okay. I have a, an elaboration question there, which okay. hole is harder number six or number nine? I'm going with number nine. Um, they did renovate number nine and yeah. I played it back in August post renovation. Um, I still felt the tee shot was still pretty hard. I, you know, they made it a little bit wider, but um, I'm going with number nine. Number six, I find you can kind of hit a little hybrid or something off the tee. And then it is a very nerve wracking layup. I played in an Alberta open qualifier there, 22. 21 and that was a kind of a you know got water right trees left and i mean sure you're hitting a five iron or something but lots of uh room to go wrong but i'm still gonna go with number nine i think i think i made a double there that day unfortunately <laughs> I, I think that hole sees a lot of double bogeys for sure yeah um okay even harder possibly um to figure out what is your favorite golf course that you've ever played that i've ever played I got one. Uh, I'm going to go with Mauna Kea, um, a big island in Hawaii. Played there two or three times over the past few years. And it's just sort of kind of unlike anything you've really ever seen. I mean, from 14 or 15 holes, you got a beautiful ocean view. And it's a super hard golf course. It's an architecturally a great golf course. You could not play the golf course every day. It would drive you insane. There's like a lot of bunkers. They have an astronomical amount of bunkers. Um, but the third hole from the back tees I do, do not go back there um but it's two it's a 284 yard part three across the water kind of uphill but it's the most beautiful golf course you've ever seen and it's super fun and for greens I mean greens in Hawaii typically aren't the best but they keep them pretty good and they have a little more speed than most other places and so once every couple of years it's kind of a fun place to go always puts a smile on my face whether I'm playing good or bad to see the ocean you know, it's a good course when you can smile when you're still playing bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's a course that you haven't played, but want to, and it can't be Augusta. Um, I'm going to say Seminole. Um, I know a little bit about Seminole's history, not a ton. I've seen lots of things on social media. I loved watching in like 2020, I think when they had like a, a golf channel or they did a something there during COVID. So when I really started kind of following um, Seminole and I mean, it's, I've never been to Florida, but I mean, it's, it looks like a super golfy place. Everybody loves golf. It's a golf environment. It's got golf in the ocean, you know, two of my very favorite things, right. Put together. And I just kind of love a place where everybody is a golfer. You don't have to be a good golfer, but everybody has that same sort of 
love for the game. They don't play golf, but they're golfers and they, they kind of, they get it. Um, and they get the history and the, the special things kind of about the sport that I love. And I feel like that would be a place that would, would share a lot of the same values I have. That makes sense. I like that answer a lot. Um, you mentioned earlier that when you were growing up, you played some other sports. Do you still, and what were those sports back then? Played a lot of things. I played football for like two years, but my grandmother, she scared me away from contact sports. Um, never played hockey, but I did, I did ski race for like eight or nine years from when I was four till 12. We were on the mountains pretty much every weekend um, in the winter. And I just actually this past month have skied twice, or I guess I've skied four or five days, but I've ski, kind of gone for two ski trips this past month um, to where I... I haven't really skied since I was 12, but yeah, I ski raced for eight years and I love skiing and that would be a little bit of an outlet from the game of golf. Kate, do you have a favorite milkshake or ice cream flavor? Oh, probably Oreo ice cream. I would go like, I think it's called birthday cake. I think Bert, I like birthday cake ice cream. This is like the most entertaining answer we've gotten so far. Everyone else is just <laughs> vanilla or chocolate. <laughs> Oreo Someone's or gotta, birthday cake. got to mix like it up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, what is your favorite chip flavor? Salt and vinegar, probably. Like a good bag of Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar. I like munchies cheese too, but probably Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar. What is your favorite kind of pizza? Probably cheese. Um, if I'm going to venture out, it's probably like a Hawaiian. Um, maybe something with some Italian sausages and meats on it, but typically just like a cheese or margarita, basic. Love that. And what would you say is your favorite? If you could pick any meal in the world. What's your favorite meal? Um, I know this one. Uh, I'm going to have steak. Um, probably going to have a side of lobster mac and cheese. I'm not a huge seafood person, but I love lobster and my pasta. And then I'm going to have a key lime pie. I love key lime pie. All right. I think we got to know Tate a little bit. I like awesome. that. Found out a whole bunch of new things about you. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yes. And thank you. Congratulations on being the junior golfer of the month. Thank you. Well, that was a really fun interview. I actually really enjoyed that. Um, next up, we have the guys from Village Sports slash Forge Golf. So we've got Paul Bradley, Wade Waters, Ryan Ames, and they're going to tell us a little bit about Village Sports and Forge Golf and what they're all about and how you could get involved if you're interested. We are here with some gents from Village Sports and Forge Golf. Um, we've got Paul Bradley, Wade Waters, and Ryan Ames. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, Leo. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, Paul, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about Village Sports as a whole and, and what kind of things you offer? Yeah, for sure. So Village Sports, and I think the name uh, speaks to uh, what we're about it's you know it takes a village to uh to raise a young athlete and uh you know our philosophy is you know we all have a passion to develop nurture support and help raise uh these young athletes to be the best they can be both in their sport and away from sport so uh how we do it is by you know trying to connect all the dots and you know bring convenience and economical solutions uh, for families so that these these athletes and kids can chase their passion uh, while we, you know, 
help set them up both in their sport and outside of it. So we do a lot um, both in the education through academies. Uh, we kind of started in hockey and golf academies tied into public schools to just create a convenient offering and have since branched out into uh, you know training, wellness, uh, and our sports specific programming that you know we take pride in creating memorable experiences uh, that are engaging uh, for our athletes, you know, obviously focus on development and helping them improve, but also, you know, life lessons and, and, uh, mentorship and marketing and player support. One of those sports specific programs is obviously, uh, Forge Golf and we're excited about our team, uh, there. Yeah, for sure. And that's been kind of a somewhat new development, I guess, over the last couple of years. Right. And, um, I know I've crossed paths with Wade many, many years ago. I feel like we go back almost 10 years now. Um, Wade, do you want to kind of touch on what the golf specific programming looks like? Yeah. Yeah. Leah, it's been, uh, it's been a long time. We've known each other. Yeah. I'd say a little over 10 years to the golf industry. Um, Forge golf, uh, is sports specific programming that we offer at village sports. Um, we train and coach and mentor kids anywhere from the age of five all the way up to, to 18. And a really cool um, thing that we do is we create a framework for kids after school, moving into life and post-secondary school. So um, not only are we teaching them about golf, but we're teaching them about how to be successful uh, on and off the golf course, which is something that we're really, really proud of. And um, we've already seen eight of our athletes in the last year and a half um, move on to secure uh uh, uh the, sorry NCAA scholarships which is really really exciting for us yeah absolutely that's and you know like that that after high school portion where maybe parents aren't there to have hands-on all the time and be there to provide the guidance I think that's super important and you know it's a nerve-wracking time in a parent's life for sure but also that athlete's life um going back to you Paul and with village sports, um, you know, you kind of touched on all the different sports and programming that you have within those. You have more than just the Calgary location too, right? Yeah. So we're excited. We're, uh, you know, our, our kind of mission is to leave youth sports better than we found it. And by creating these opportunities that create convenience, work with local communities, school divisions, courses, you know, community facilities and what have you, we've been able to uh, slowly move uh, east. And so we're uh, in two locations in Saskatchewan right now and growing into it should be four next year, uh, as well as moving into the Edmonton region, uh, Sherwood Park for this uh, upcoming September. Uh, and our plan is always to incorporate uh, both hockey and golf as a starting point and then branch off into uh, other sports as well, uh, where the passion and appetite from, from the athletes is there. So do the athletes need to go to a specific school in order to participate, say, in the golf program or the hockey program? Yeah, it's a great question. We have those options uh, where, you know, we're tied into great partner school divisions and the opportunities are there where you have to go to the school to get the fully integrated experience. But our goal over the last little while was to try to have an offering again, to create that 
convenience for families that are uh, trekking, you know, near and far uh, to help support that passion. Uh, and by trying to find an opportunity to bring it into the school day and let them stay at their home schools. So uh, we've got there. We have uh, a kind of a new pathway where students can take our programming, get credits for it, and don't have to leave their home school. Um, so, you know, we call it hub model where, you know, all these kids from various schools in Calgary uh, and where we'll go, you know, eventually in Edmonton can come in to our training center, you know, chase their passion, develop in the day. Uh, and we are able to, through our partnership with Southern Alberta High School to administer credits uh, in conjunction with them. Um, again, so there's different layers of opportunity. The third one then is Forge Golf Programming where you know Wade and Ryan are amazing at offering different types of uh, development opportunities and programming that fits into the you know the lifestyle and cadence of a student athlete um, so the idea for us is to create opportunities uh, you know and options for families um, that have a fit within you know those kind of three layers our schools uh, the potential to come to our hub uh, and you know, separate to just train and develop in the evenings and, and on weekends uh, with Wade and Ryan at Forge. Yeah, for sure. Now, again, this, this program has been relatively new, right? Um, Wade and Paul, I guess both of you at the time, Ryan, I don't think you were quite on board yet, but you guys came down um, to the MJT at Paradise Canyon, sponsored that event. Um, how's, how's growing that team looking for you guys? Yeah, it's, uh, we're actually really excited about um, this upcoming season. Um, last year, uh, we were fortunate enough to be top five academy uh, in, the, in the MJT, which is really exciting for us. Um, we have three different programs to forge. We have our um, forge instructional development program, which is more catered towards um, the beginner golfer. Um, we have the forge elite development program, which is catered towards um, getting into competitions. So we um, talk to the kids and teach the kids about what it's like to perform in a tournament, how do you get there, um, what do you have to do, pre-tournament planning, post-tournament planning, um, all that sort of stuff. And then we have our high-performance program, which is our golf team. Um, so the golf team right now is comprised of eight. There's eight athletes on our golf team. Um, we basically travel with them to tournaments. Um, we're there for support before the event. Um, we're playing practice rounds with them, doing lots of fun little competitions with them. Um, we, we see them three times a week in the winter as well. Because taking any time off golf is, it just doesn't work. <laughs> you, you need to be consistent yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah, especially being in Canada here. We've only, we've only really have six months, right, of the golf season. So um, we basically see those kids more than we see our family. And you know what? It, it's really unique and really cool because they look up to us for a lot of different things. And um, to be a small part of their journey in golf is is really exciting, really rewarding. And uh, just a quick story. Um, one of the students who we have on our golf team that just secured a scholarship, um, they came in, we did our little photo opportunity and, you know, the mom came up and gave both Ryan and I a hug and some tears were shed. And you know what, at the end of the day, that's probably the, the reason why we do it um, to see, to get those moments um, is really, really special. So. Yeah, for sure. And building, you know, my, I guess my community is a little bit different with the tour and whatnot, but like, you're you're building a family right it's yeah, kind yeah. of your your forge family and wait i think i've messaged you on more than one occasion 
telling you about, you know, any tournaments where you're not necessarily present, like how awesome your kids are. They are just, they're, they've got a certain attitude about them, a certain lightheartedness. They're just, they're always happy. Even if they're not the ones winning, they're, they're just, they've got such great attitudes. And obviously you can contribute that to the atmosphere that they've been surrounded by. So I, I love those kids. They're, they're great. <laughs> I, I'd love to jump in there and just give kudos to both Wade and Ryan, because I think they've worked really hard with our athletes on understanding that, you know, you got to focus on the process and enjoy it. And, you know, a lot of young athletes get so stuck on the outcomes and want that scholarship that they forget how much fun it is to, to go through tournament play, to train and, and build a team environment, even within an individual sport. And, you know, Wade and Ryan, obviously Wade was nominated uh, for an award this year. And, you know, we expect Ryan will one day be the same, like, they're just been catalysts in helping forge kind of grow that and teaching those kids the importance of the process and having fun along the way. And, you know, obviously our core values with integrity and respect and professionalism have to hold true. And again, they, they kind of show those kids, you can, you can walk the line a little bit and have some fun, but uh, when there's a time to step up, you know, they've, they've done a good job with our athletes in that regard. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I see that all the time. Uh, now kind of side note, and I, this could be, it's a whole separate podcast, Ryan. I know I messaged you in the summer where I was like, wait a minute, I never actually made this connection before. So <laughs> in case you guys don't know, Ryan, his last name is Ames. And that might sound familiar to any golf fan out there, especially ones who, who cheer for, you know, a guy named Stephen Ames. So like <laughs> you've been kind of brought up in this heavy tournament community like like beyond where pretty much anyone else has ever seen it what's that experience been like and how do you bring that into what you do with forge now seeing my career as a golf pro i had so much growing up i got to see every single part of tournament play and it was not at the smallest level it was the highest level <laughs> i got yeah. to see you know you name and i watched those guys warm up i saw them in the tour vans and i got to be there for every single part of it and now hanging out with these kids, I get to kind of shed some of that onto them. And it is, it's awesome. It's, it's something that you can't really, you wouldn't really get unless you were there. You had to see it and hear it and be part of it. And so I'm so fortunate now that I get to help these kids and kind of give some to them. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And that experience has to just, it's it, like I said, it's something that no one, no one in Alberta can say that they have, they didn't grow up like that. Right. Like that is such yeah, a unique experience to be able to bring in and, and even, be super even cool. now when there's a kid and I'm not really sure, or there's something I need help with. I'm so fortunate enough to be able to FaceTime dad maybe <laughs> and just get totally. some help from him. And then the kids love it. And it's, yeah, it's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. That's gotta be neat. Like I said, that might have to be its own podcast because I have so <laughs> many questions and stories yeah. need to be told. <laughs> um, any, any other um, points or thoughts that we haven't hit here guys on village or forge, I guess about any of the programming. Yeah. Um, we are starting our summer programming coming up. Um, that's going to kick off in May. So May 1st, we're going to 
of our six month programming, the beginner program. So the Forge Instructional Development, um, we're going to have the uh, Forge Elite Development Program. So those two programs will start uh, May 1st. Um, and then we are, we always are actively recruiting for our golf team. Now that's just, um, you know, the kids that are in competition that, you know, want to pursue the next level, um, not necessarily with um, just, you know, technical part of the game, but also learning and understanding the mental side of the game, which is what we um, truly love to do. Um, so we've got those programs happening. We've got summer camps happening. Um, and all of these locations are at our Forge Golf Performance Center, which is located in Springbank. So Springbank Park for all seasons. We're just above. We've got uh, three high performance simulators up here. We've got a short game area. Um, and then we have a great partnership with Springbank Links, which is where we do all of our outside teaching on the on the range there. Um, the short game facility that they have there is world class, um, as well as playing, um, being able to uh, teach the kids course management, game management on the golf course as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and I think that that hub, the hub program for next year is something that's a bit of a game changer. Uh, you know, I think athletes, they, they have passion for more than one sport, uh, especially, um, you know, our hockey players tend to love golf, but don't necessarily have the time to invest in, in getting better. And so we're pretty excited about the hybrid model that we're taking on where we're offering our hockey players uh, the opportunity to switch back and forth into our golf program. Um, you know, creating that multi-sport environment. Uh, so that's actually taking some some legs right now and getting lots of uh, kind of uh, traction with with our uh, hockey guys who go, I love golf, and now it's an opportunity for me to grow that passion and some some development through the day. And then back to that hub that hub model where we're going to have a campus in South Calgary for our South kids um, and any interested athletes. That want to again just they they take a spare but they're going to get credits they can train in the day and then still go to their different sports in the evening potentially um so it doesn't kind of step over that because we really want to grow golf and to do that you know knowing um just how much you know hockey can consume or soccer or what have you we've had to create this flexible hub model where the kids get credits they get to train and we're going to have a facility in both South and North Calgary. All right. And um, if people are interested in the program, I guess, where where can they reach out? Um, website, phone, email, what's what's the best route? Yeah, I think uh, our website's a good place to start, uh, www.villagesports.ca. Uh, kind of can show you the scope and of, uh, you know, what we stand for, you know, how we've connected some dots with our training incorporating that into our sports specific programs and then to reach out to Wade directly I'll get Wade to shoot his contact info out here so Wade yeah it's uh waters at villagesports.ca um, that's email that's the best way to to reach me um, I'm pretty pretty active on the email so um, that would be the best way to reach out and then Ryan's is our aims at villagesports.ca as well Okay, perfect. Um, are you guys sponsoring that MJT event in Paradise Canyon? So if parents or kids are curious and they want to come meet you guys in person, I feel like you spent a lot of time on the range talking to a lot of kids last year. So that was awesome. They can come in and say hi in person there. Hey, for sure. Yeah, we'll be there at Lethbridge. Um, we'll be there Friday night, do the practice run with, with the team. 
um, get the boys and the girls ready to go. Um, and then uh, Saturday and Sunday, we'll be actively out there. Um, so yeah, please come say hi. Um, if we haven't met you, look forward to meeting you. And for all the people that we have met, look forward to seeing you too. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks so much, guys. And yeah, if you have any more info about Village Sports that you need to know, check out www.villagesports.ca. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Leah. Appreciate it. Lots of good stuff there, and I cannot wait to do an interview with Ryan maybe even have his dad on it too at a later date. So that's going to be a fun one coming up. But did you hear the golf shows are back March 18th and 19th at the BMO Center. Uh, the consumer golf shows are back for the first time since 2019. We're going to have a chat. All right. With we Chris are Schatzman now here with Chris Schossman from Kirkness Stewart Creek and Sam Kirkness from Englewood. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks, Leah. Great to be here. All right, we're talking about something that we haven't had a chance to talk about for at least, I guess, four years now, thanks to the C word, Um, the Calgary Golf Show. Yay, this is exciting. This is coming back. It's been four years, Leah. So 2019 was the last time we we hosted the Calgary Golf Show. So it's uh, it certainly seems like a while ago, but we're excited to uh, to reboot and and get going again. So uh, coming up here in, in March. This is super exciting. So March um, 18th and 19th. And I know that we've got a lot of listeners who have seen the show. They've been to the show before every single year, but I know over COVID golf picked up a ton of golfers that maybe didn't even know there was such a thing as this consumer golf show. So can you guys kind of tell everybody what they can expect at this show? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, and I'll I'll get Sam to jump in on some of the things going on at the show. But before we talk about that, I think, you know, for the PGA of Alberta, the real key here is that, you know, we've had such a a huge momentum that's been created over the last three years. And, and obviously, with restrictions on group gatherings, uh, we couldn't host a a, a show. Um, And so to kick it off is really exciting for us, because yes, there is a whole bunch of new golfers to the game or people that are just more invested in the game. Maybe they, they got their foot wet um, pre pandemic, but now they're, they're fully committed to it and, um, and, and may have not been at the consumer show in the past. So, you know, on behalf of the PJ of Alberta, you know, there's a responsibility for us to, to continue with the momentum that's been created, kind of the, this gift that's been given to us. And, and I think uh, the consumer show is our way of, giving back to, to the regional golfer to, to come out, get excited about the year uh, before the golf course is really open here in, in the Calgary region and come and meet other golfers and, and obviously a bunch of exhibitors that uh, might have something that appeals to them. Yeah, absolutely. Sam, can you touch on what people are going to see at the show? Yeah, I think just to piggyback on what Chris says, I mean, it's really feels like the kickstart to our golf season in Calgary where we have five or six months coming up after where we have a great golf season, but it goes by so fast. And this is something we all look forward to because it just means, Hey, golf's right around the corner. So this is going to be great. And with that, we have the clearance center, which is always a big hit where golf clubs have a bunch of their products. And with that, you can find some great deals there. There's lots of different golf courses that you're able to come and see and maybe some that are, around the city that you haven't been to before or some that are a little bit further away and maybe a destination, but it's a great chance to really learn about a whole bunch of different golf courses, see the new product 
try out some of the new product. Yeah, there's so much going on. It's a great start to the golf season. Absolutely. One of my favorite things to kind of keep an eye on and, and, you know, maybe not do successfully, but do anyways, were some of the competitions that were going around there. Can you speak to, you know, some of the things that actually the golfers are going to get to do with this show? Yeah, you bet. I mean, we've got long drive competitions. Um, if you're a long ball hitter, you can step up and see how, what you get your ball speed up to and, and distance. Uh, the closest to the pin competitions, um, long putt challenge and, and a chipping challenge as well. So lots of different areas to get involved in challenge wise um, to see where your skill level at is at and, and maybe uh, where you might need a little bit of work. Speaking of getting better, is there a way that golfers can do that at the show too? Yeah, a couple opportunities there. There's going to be a number of PGA golf professionals on site uh, giving providing lessons, complimentary lessons to patrons. Uh, you can just sign up for those on arrival and, and first come first serve and and we'll have some excellent instructors some some previous pg of alberta uh, teachers of the year and coaches of the year will be on site uh, so if you need some tips and and some insight on to how to make your golf game better and, and what you got ahead of you that's a great form to do that as well we'll have uh, junior clinics complimentary junior clinics both days at the show uh, which the kids can take part in so great place to get them started if they've never uh, swung a club or or just want to find out a little bit more about golf have you drawn any straws yet on who's going to be inside that snag golf outfit this year? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, at Stir Creek, we usually have to draw for straws on who wears the bear outfits on any given day. So I think I'll leave that one to Sam. <laughs> Perfect. That is the job I was hoping for. So that's exciting. There you go. <laughs> he's fast though. He's fast. He's quick and he's fast. So uh, hard to hit. Now I <laughs> I've heard some rumblings on the, you know, if anyone's been there before, you know, there's a big grass range. Well, obviously not grass range, sorry, fake grass range <laughs> of a driving range where you can hit all of the new clubs for this season. And you're going to have that, but you've got kind of an addition to that as well this year, right, Sam? Yeah. So this is a different year where you're going to be able to, you know, hit some golf clubs, try out different things, but there's also the ability to get fit for new products. So with that, you're able to come down be able to book appointments, get fit for, if you need irons or drivers or full set, whatever it may be. Uh, and then those proceeds from the fitting actually go towards charity. Awesome. Well, that's a really good chance for everyone to kind of buckle down. I mean, this is a good time to, <laughs> to get the new equipment in before the season starts, hopefully. And um, now we've also got, uh, you've got the prize patrol walking around this well every year and what, what do they do? What do they give out? I mean, I know, but the people out there might not. Shotzi, you want to talk to that one? Yeah. So as part of as part of the show, everybody uh, commits to some prizing, and and beyond that, they also have show specials. So the value in the consumer to come down to to maybe engage early and and get some of those deals is definitely worthwhile um, to to get your to get yourself down to the show. And then while you're there, is a prize patrol that's gone. Again, the show runs uh, both Saturday and Sunday, uh, Saturday, March 18th from 9 to 4, Sunday, March 19th from 10 to 4. And the prizes include anything from golf vacations, the golf clubs, green fees, uh, golf accessories, equipment, of course, our, our, uh, our vendors um, from Ping, Taylor, Mayle, PXG will all be there. Some big brands, Callaway, they've got some equipment they'll be giving out. 
as for prizes and then of course uh, clothing as well so lots uh, lots for everyone to choose from if you feel lucky um and and you're around you'll definitely have a a chance to win some fantastic prizes all right that's awesome now if anyone wants to attend the show um i assume they can probably get tickets there in person but how can they get them in advance yeah, great question. So yeah, the show is, you know, it's awesome. We have typically about 4,500 patrons that visit us at the Calgary Golf Show over the two days. So you'll want to get your tickets early. Um, typically, there's a big lineup on, on day one to get in, but you can go to albertagolfshows.com to purchase your tickets. General admission is $12. Uh, seniors and students is $11. So albertagolfshows.com. Uh, you can also buy them on site on the day of, but uh, certainly some value in getting them early. Absolutely. Sam, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you wanted to talk about with the shows? No, I think we've kind of hit really on everything. And I mean, it's a great chance for us as golf clubs to be able to see hopefully some people that are going to be able to come out to our golf courses this year and really just start to engage with everybody. So we're just as excited to be at the show as I think everybody is to come in and see the new product and see what's going on. So yeah, we're thrilled to be, uh, to be back at the show after four year hiatus. Absolutely. And see lots of familiar faces that we will hopefully see all season long. Now we're going to do a couple pairs of tickets, a giveaway. So make sure that you keep your eyes peeled to the golf life, Alberta, uh, socials. And thank you very much, Chris and Sam, for joining us on the podcast today. Can't wait to see you March 18th and 19th at the BMO Center. Love it. Thanks so much for having us, Leah. We're uh, we're excited to see everyone. Thanks. And that is it for today. Um, If you somehow missed it over the weekend, The Alberta Golf Tour has released its 2023 schedule. It's out. Registration is open. Go sign up. Um, You have to be a member if you want to register during the early bird sale. Otherwise, you have to wait until after the Masters is over. But if you are a member, you do save anywhere between $30 to $60, um, depending if it's a single day or a major, um, on your registration. So, I mean, if you're going to play more than two events, it's just worth it. Plus, you get the Golf Canada membership a fitting at modern golf, a whole bunch of AGT swag. And yeah, then you get to sign up and you don't have to worry about potential wait lists later on. So we've got Crow's Nest again. We've got Pinoca, which is our last major of the season. And it is match play format over 36 holes. It's a ton of fun. And might I say, I have mastered the art of mind fuckery. So, um, you know, anyone in that you know, nine to 10 handicap range, feel free to come at me for that one. Can't even pretend to be that cocky. Anyways, um, have a look at that schedule too, because we have a brand new championship location as well. Uh, Sundry has switched over to a single day events. Actually, we're at both Sundry and Coyote Creek. So go check out where we're going to have championship this year. And I hope you can join us for it. Once again, thanks for following along. You can catch us on the website at golflifeab.com or Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at golflifeab. We'll see you next time.